Praise the Lord. My name is Samuel Odo, and I have a message for you today titled, You Have Dominion Over Sicknesses and Diseases. You have dominion over sicknesses and diseases. You have dominion over sicknesses and diseases. So in this episode, I'll be laying the foundation. I'll be laying a foundation for the three-part series. It's going to be a three-part series or even more, I don't know. But it's not going to be less than three parts season because I want to make it short, uh, make it practical and straight to the point. We'll get a lot of time to pray together. I'll be making a lot of declarations over your health. And I believe that Jesus Christ himself is going to confirm the word of faith I'm about to preach with signs and wonders following in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you. Lord, let your anointing flow right now. In the name of Jesus, that anointing that destroys every yoke of sickness and disease. Lord, that anointing that destroys HIV AIDS. That anointing that destroys cancer. Lord, let that anointing flow right now. That anointing that destroys coronavirus. In the name of Jesus Christ. We speak in the name that is above every other name. The Bible said that in the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So whatever sickness has a name must bow to the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen. First of all, I want you to know that sickness is never from God. Every sickness is an affliction of the devil. Every sickness is from Satan. Satan is the one who makes people sick. Satan is the author of sicknesses and diseases. Amen. In the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. What was the good he went about doing? He said, healing and delivering those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So, if sickness were from God, then Jesus was doing something wrong. Jesus was fighting against the will of God. Sickness and disease is never the will of God. It's not from God. It's from the devil. So Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about destroying the works of the devil. Remember when Jesus was telling us, teaching us how to pray. He said, we should say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we are ordained and empowered to enforce the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. What is the will of God in heaven? In heaven there is no one walking with a wheelchair. There is no one that needs needs, uh, 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 support to breathe. Nobody is on oxygen in heaven. There is no blind man in heaven. There is no crippled person in heaven. There is no coronavirus infection in heaven. So if the will of God is to be done on earth then sickness and disease should not exist where we are the will of god is healing sickness is never from god it does i don't care whoever preaches what the bible says that sickness is an affliction of the devil in the book of luke chapter 13 verse 15 jesus was talking about uh, a woman that was bent over Okay, let me let's read it from the, uh, Luke chapter thirteen. Luke chapter thirteen. Um, let me read from verse ten. I read from the Passion's translation 
One Sabbath day, while Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he encountered a seriously handicapped woman. She was crippled and had been doubled, doubled over for 18 years. He has, she has been bent over. That's what it means. Her condition was caused by a demonic spirit of bondage. Her condition was caused by a demonic spirit of bondage that had left her unable to stand up straight. So this woman was afflicted by the devil for 18 years. 18 years. She has been bent over. The Bible says her condition was caused by a demonic spirit of bondage that had left her unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her condition, he called her to him and gently laid his hands on her. Then he said, Dear woman, you are free. I release you forever from this crippling spirit. Instantly she stood straight and tall and overflowed with glorious praise to God. Then the Jewish leaders who the Jewish leader who was in the in charge of the synagogue was infuriated, infuriated over Jesus healing on the Sabbath day. Six days you are to work, he shouted angrily to, to the crowd. On those days you should come here for healing, but not on the seventh day. The Lord replied, You hypocrites, don't you care? for your animal on the Sabbath, untying your ox or donkeys from the stall and leading it away to water. If you do this for your animals, what's wrong with allowing this beloved daughter of Abraham, who has been bound by Satan for 18 long years, to be untied and set free on the Sabbath day? So Satan was the one that bound this woman for 18 years. It was the spirit of infirmity. So Satan is the one that makes people sick. There is no sickness that is God's way of teaching you a lesson. There is no sickness. God does not teach anybody a lesson with sickness and disease. There are some things that we accuse God of doing that if you were to do it today, you're going to be arrested. For example, somebody gets shot, a teenager gets shot, a gangster, and on the day of his burial, we say that the Lord took him. How did God take him? God does not kill people. God gives life to people. God does not give people cancer to teach them a lesson. God does not break people's legs to teach them a lesson. Every sickness, every disease, every affliction, every misfortune is of the devil. Is of the devil. Lesson our Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 9 verse 32. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 32. Remember, I'm trying to prove a point that every sickness is from the devil. Matthew chapter 9 verse 32, while they were living, some people brought before Jesus a demonized man who couldn't speak. Jesus cast the demon out of him and immediately the man began to speak plainly. The crowd marveled in astonishment saying, we've never seen miracles like this in Israel. So this man could not speak. He was deaf and dumb. He was mute. He could not speak because a demon had shut his mouth. As soon as Jesus cast that deaf and dumb spirit out of him, the man could speak again. Hallelujah. So we could call it a biological, maybe something that happened in the womb. That's why he could not speak. No matter what you want to call it, every sickness is an affliction. Every form of disability, every sum of Everything that keeps you incapacitated, everything that keeps you dependent on any other human being, 
Some people are bedridden, they can do nothing for themselves, they are dependent on others to survive, to do life. That is an affliction of the devil. And I decree your freedom right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Blindness is an affliction of the devil. Deafness is an affliction of the devil. Epilepsy is an affliction of the devil. Depression is an affliction of the devil. It's not a psychological problem. It's a demonic problem. So if you are depressed, you are under the yoke of the spirit of heaviness. And I release you from that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's stop giving explanations to sicknesses and diseases. Every sickness is an oppression of the devil. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 9. Mark, chapter 9, from verse 17. Hallelujah. Mark, chapter 9, from verse 17. A man spoke up out of the crowd. Teacher, he said, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. So this guy was mute. He couldn't speak because a demon had made him mute. He said, I brought him here to you, Jesus. Whenever the demons take control of him, it knocks him down and he foams at his mouth and gnashes with his teeth and his body becomes stiff as board. I brought him to your disciples hoping they could deliver him but they were not able to do it. Jesus said to the crowd, why are you such a faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy to Jesus. As soon as the demon saw him, he threw the boy into convulsion. So every form of epileptic seizure is from the devil. He fell to the ground, rolling and foaming at the mouth. Jesus turned to the father and asked, In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm led and I want to be obedient to pray against every form of epileptic seizures. Anyone that is epileptic under the sound of my voice, if you know someone who is suffering from epilepsy, forward this message to the person. You know, share this message to, with the person in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is under any yoke of the demon of epilepsy, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the name above every other name. The Bible says that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I command you epileptic demon to lose your hold over God's heritage. In the name of Jesus, I curse epilepsy now. In the name of Jesus, and I release you from that bondage. That embarrassment of epilepsy in the name of Jesus and I decree in Jesus name no more seizures no more seizures in the name of Jesus I set you free right now in the name of Jesus Christ the last epileptic seizure you had is the last you will ever have in the name of Jesus Christ you are free you are free in the name of Jesus I celebrate with you congratulations in the name of Jesus. Once again, if you know anyone with any form of seizures, forward this message to that person. And as the person says, Amen, as the person hears the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus, that demon of epilepsy will leave him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let me continue. Verse 21 of uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 21. Jesus turned to the father and asked, How long has your son been tormented like this? So, Satan was the one tormenting this guy. Since childhood, he replied, 
it tries over and over to kill him by throwing him into fire or into water. But please, if you are able to do something, anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? If you are able to believe all things are possible to the believer. When he heard this, the boy's father cried out with tears saying, I do believe, Lord, help my little faith. Now, when Jesus saw that the crowd was quickly growing larger, he commanded the demon, saying, Deaf and mute spirits, that means deaf and dumb spirits, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. Never enter him again. The demon shrieked and threw the boy into terrible seizures and finally came out of him. As the boy lay there looking like a corpse, everyone thought he was dead. But Jesus stooped down, gently took his hands and raised him up to his feet and he stood there completely set free. Now I want to make a point that is very very important. Sometimes after you have been ministered to for healing, it looks like all the symptoms become worse. That is the devil trying to steal your faith. Remember as soon as Jesus commanded that spirit to go, the guy became went into a terrible seizure. You know, and he fell down. It looked like, you know, it was the devil was trying to get at the faith of Jesus Christ. That's why when I pray for people for healing, I know the moment I say in Jesus' name be healed, you are healed. If it's a case that is related to demonic attacks, if I command that demon to leave, that demon must leave. So I don't even get to go to ask them how do they feel. I don't care how they feel. I know if I say in the name of Jesus be healed, you are healed. So in the name of Jesus, I pray anyone under any form of satanic oppression, anyone possessed of the devil, in the name of Jesus Christ, anyone who is deaf and dumb, right now under the sound of my voice, anyone who is having problems with hearing, and anyone who is having problems with speaking, I lose that tongue right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. I open every deaf, deaf ears. I command that ear to open now. I command that tongue to be loosed right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And every demonic attack, I put an end to it right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen and amen. Shout hallelujah. The Bible says in Job chapter 2 verse 7. Job chapter 2 verse 7. Remember, every sickness is an affliction of the devil. The Bible says in Job 2 verse 7 that the devil struck Job with boils from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. So even boils is an affliction of the devil. Even boils is an affliction of Satan. So any form of infection on your skin, every irritation, every form of allergy is of the devil. Every allergy is of the devil. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are spirit of allergy, I curse you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, anyone with any form of skin disease, under the sound of my voice, every growth on your skin, any growth on your body, I command that growth to vanish now and return no more. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I curse every growth on your body now. Every growth on any part of your body, every form of cancer, I curse it right now in the name of Jesus. I command you cancer to be disappear. I curse you now. Go and return no more in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Hallelujah. So sickness is never from God. Number two, sickness will take your life if you don't curse it. Sickness, any sickness you allow to remain will kill you. Any sickness you do not curse will grow and grow and grow until it takes your life. Satan does not play games. In the book of John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So when Satan strikes you with headache, he wants you to lose your mind. He's about to kill you. Every symptom, that's why you must react violently against any symptom. If you have any pain on your chest, you must crush the pain before it grows. It gives you a heart attack. If you have any form of depression, any symptom in your body, you must crush it. Because if you don't cross it, it's going to grow. It's going to grow and destroy you and kill you. Satan does not play games. If he had his way, he would have killed me a long time ago. So every time you notice any symptom in your body, you must curse it. Because you have dominion over it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the third point I want to make is that Jesus has already paid the price for sickness and disease on the cross. The same day Jesus died for your sin was the day he died for your sickness. Jesus paid for your sin and for your sicknesses on the same day, on the cross. Turn your Bible to the book of Isaiah. Turn your Bible to the book of Isaiah, chapter Isaiah 53, from verse 1 to verse 6. Isaiah chapter 53, from verse 1 to 6. Okay, um, let me read from verse 4. He says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Let me read this from um, the Amplified Classic version of the bible hallelujah surely he has borne our grief grief means sicknesses weaknesses and distresses so every form of sickness jesus has jesus bore it on the cross every form of weakness every form of distress jesus bore it on the cross and he said and carried our sorrow and pains so everything that makes you to sorrow. Do you have a child that is autistic? Do you have a child that has Down syndrome? Do you have, if your child is sick, it brings sorrow. If there is any child who is, has lost his mind, it brings sorrow to the family. Jesus Christ paid for all your pains and your sorrows. He says, and yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. So Jesus took your sins. He was wounded for your sins. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So Jesus Christ was stricken, he was beaten, he went through hell, literally, for your healing. 
The same day Jesus paid for your sin was the same day he paid for your sickness. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 23, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he, was, when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sin in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, you were healed. So if Jesus took your sickness, if he took your disease, you do not have the right to have it. I used to give this illustration. If you have paid for your child's school fees, is the principal allowed to send your child home again? No. If your child is sent back from school and the school claims your, your child has not, the school fees for your child has not been paid, meanwhile you've paid, you will not be happy with the school. You will storm the school and demand for an apology because you have paid with your hard-earned money for your child's school fees. Hallelujah. The same way Jesus paid a gruesome price for you to be healed. Jesus carried your sicknesses and diseases on the cross on the same day. In Psalm chapter 103 verse 3, he said, Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Your diseases were healed on the same day your sicknesses were healed. So if you are born again, you believe Jesus has taken away all your sins, you should also believe that Jesus has taken all your diseases and sicknesses. Shout hallelujah. So you do not have the right to carry in your body what Jesus carried on the cross. You don't have the right. Your sickness is an insult to Jesus. You do not have to be sick another day of your life. Jesus has paid in advance. Jesus has paid for your sickness and disease. So you are not supposed to have it anymore. Shout hallelujah. And number four, healing is the children's bread, according to Jesus. And if you ask for bread, Jesus will not deny you. Healing is the children's bread. Healing is your right. In the book of Matthew, chapter 15, from verse 21. Matthew, chapter 15, from verse 21. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 15, from verse 21. This message is very important because we are going through a very difficult time around the world. Um, the coronavirus, the so-called coronavirus is wrecking havoc around the world. If there was any time you needed to know your rights and the authority God has given you over sicknesses and diseases, it is now. You need This message is timely. That's why God allowed you to listen to this message now. Hallelujah. Let me read this from the Passion's translation. I like the way it was rendered in the Passion's translation. Now, then Jesus left and went north into the non-Jewish region of Lebanon. He encountered there a Canaanite woman who shouted out to him, Lord, son of David, have mercy to me. My daughter is horribly afflicted by a demon that torments her. You can see that again. Is the demon that torments people. Is demons that torment people, not God. God does not put sickness on people. This woman's child was 
horribly afflicted by a demon that torments her. But Jesus never answered her. So his disciples said to him, why do you ignore this woman who is crying out to us? Jesus said, I have only been sent to the lost sheep of Israel. But she came and bowed before him and said, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it's not right for a man to take bread from his children and throw it out to dogs. Let me read it from, um, from King James Version of the Bible. But he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread to cast it to dogs. So Jesus was implying here that healing is is likening healing was likening healing to bread for the children the woman now answered said you are right lord she replied but even puppies get to eat the crowns that fall from the prince's table then jesus answered her dear woman your faith is strong what you desire will be done for you and at that very moment her daughter was instantly set free from demonic torment so jesus was saying that healing is the children's bread is the bread of the children of God and in Mark Ma, Matthew chapter 7 uh, let me read you will get to understand that when you ask God for bread he will not give you stones he will give you bread when you ask okay let me read Matthew chapter 7 from verse 7 ask and the gift is yours seek and you discover knock and the door will be opened for you for every persistent one will get what he asked for Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for, and everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Do you know of a parent, listen very carefully, do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child who asks for food a plate of rock instead? No, let me read from the, uh, the New King James Version. This is very important. Verse 9, verse 9 says, Or oh, what? man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent if then if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him hallelujah hallelujah so healing is your right healing is the children's bread and you are a child of god if you ask god for healing he will not deny you healing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, let's try to conclude in this episode. Let's look at how do you react to symptoms? How do you react to symptoms? I will show you three things to do about symptoms. If you feel any symptom of any disease, even if it's flu, whatever symptom you feel, how do you react to it? Remember, if you don't react quickly, it's going to take root. It's going to take root. If you don't react to symptoms, they become illnesses. They become, you know, they, they mature and develop and knock you down. If you don't knock them down, they will knock you down. Let's read a, a story in the book of Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 from verse 12. Mark chapter 11 from verse 12. 12 i'll read verse 12 to verse 14 then i'll read from verse 19 to 24 hallelujah mark chapter 11 from verse 12 now the next day when they had come out of bethany he was hungry and seeing a fig tree and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves 
He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to eat, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples had it. Jesus was hungry and he went to a fig tree. He saw the fig tree having leaves and he went there, couldn't find any, any uh, uh, fruit on it to eat. And Jesus cursed the fig tree that no one should eat fruit of you again. Now, Jesus did not go about cursing trees. He was just doing this to show us how much authority we have to curse whatever mocks us. Hallelujah. Now let's read verse 20. Um, verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. So Jesus cursed the fig tree and went his way. And Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the tree, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Hallelujah. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. What did Jesus do to the fig tree? He cursed the fig tree. And as soon as he cursed the fig tree, the fig tree died. And the Bible says, if you have faith, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you curse anything that mocks you, any symptom in your body, if you curse it, it's going to dry up. It's going to dry up. How do you curse it? You say, in the name of Jesus, I command you growth to die. Let, I'm, as I'm talking to you now, I'm touching my chin. Last night, I noticed an irritation, something like a ringworm on my chin, and I cursed it. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I curse you. By the time I wake up in the morning, I don't want to see you anymore. In the name of Jesus, I command you to die and dry up. That's how you curse any symptom. That's how you curse symptoms in your life. If you notice any growth in your body, curse it. In the name of Jesus, I command you growth to die. I curse you growth. Die in the name of Jesus. I command you flu virus. Die in the name of Jesus. Leave and return no more. In the name of Jesus, I command my body be healed. In Jesus' name, I command my breathing be normal. In Jesus' name, you know, anything you say, the Bible says, You shall have whatsoever you say. You shall have whatsoever you say. So, if there is any symptom, if you feel any symptom problem in your stomach, you feel any pain on your waist, you feel any pain on your legs, any pain on your neck, any growth, any unusual, uh, uh, you know, unusual heart palpitation of the heart, you curse it and say, I command you be normal. I remember some months ago, I went to visit a friend of mine in East London, South Africa, and he asked me to pray for him that he has a problem with uh, sugar diabetes. I cursed the sugar diabetes and he commanded to die and return no more. And I left. I went my way, just like Jesus. You don't curse the tree and start waiting for the tree to wither. You're going to be discouraged. You curse this uh, fig tree and you walk away. Don't go checking. I'm going to come to that shortly. So I commanded that high, uh, sugar diabetes and high blood pressure to go. Amen. The blood pressure, I commanded it to be normal. And a, a few days later, I came back and I asked him, do you have any uh, equipment to check 
any thermometer to check the temperature to check yourself i don't know what they call it uh, pardon me if it's not called a thermometer whatever the, that thing they used to check blood pressure it was uh, we're checking the, uh, the, the blood pressure it was a program with the blood pressure so the brother i said before we pray again i want you to go check it the man checked it and he was completely healed we cursed it and we left we cursed the moment you curse that fig tree the fig tree is dried up two weeks ago i gave an illustration in my church and i told the people to uh, 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 to go uh, uh, uproot a plant uproot a, a weed in front of my house and i gave each one one of the i even saw my own in my house is dried up i told them uproot the moment you uproot that plant the plant plant will still be green it will look like nothing has happened the plant and if you replant put it to the ground again it will start growing again amen but if you disconnect it from the ground from the soil it will dry up eventually so that the plant is still looking green and fresh does not mean it still has life in it so when you curse your, your fig tree that that is mocking you if you cause any symptom curse any symptom of sickness and disease it immediately it is disconnected from its source satan leaves you alone and if you don't give up if you don't go checking for the the symptom and say oh i thought i was healed i thought many healing is not all healings are instant not all healings are instant there is that's why they call it healing ing it's a process but the moment you cross it the process of healing begins it may happen immediately which means the process was hastened and accelerated but otherwise as soon as you cross that sickness or disease it dies immediately shout hallelujah so if you have any symptom in your body you curse it and as you cross it it dies amen number two what how do you react to symptom resist the spirit of infirmity resist the spirit of infirmity that's number two resist the devil James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Therefore submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Since sickness has demonic origins, it's for the devil. If you resist the devil, say, Satan, I resist you, and I command you to take your hands off my body right now. The devil has no choice. The Bible says, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's automatic. When you resist the devil, it's like turning on the light in a dark room. As soon as you turn on the light, darkness automatically disappears. The moment you cross any symptom, the moment you cross any disease, immediately the devil leaves. Hallelujah. So how do you react to symptoms? Resist the devil. That spirit of infirmity. Say, you spirit of headache. You spirit of cancer. You spirit of coronavirus. You corona demon. I curse you. Call it by name. You spirit of pain call it by name you spirit of arthritis you demonic spirit trying to afflict me i resist you now you take your hands off me now and return no more in jesus name hallelujah and finally how do you react to symptoms shut the door number three shut the door against the devil by living a holy life and be quick to confess and repent when you fall into sin sin gives the devil an inroad into your life sin gives the devil an inroad into your life that's why if you are listening to me and you're not born again it's very very easy jesus christ died for your sin he died on the cross and on the third day he rose again he died he took he paid the price for all your sins 
Hallelujah. The Bible says in him we have redemption, even the forgiveness of our sin. We have redemption through his blood. Jesus Christ died for you. If you believe that, that Jesus died for you, that Jesus is Lord according to scriptures, and you believe that God raised him from the dead after three days, you will be saved. Hallelujah. So if you're not born again, I'm going to lead you in a prayer shortly. In fact, let's do it now. If you're not born again and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, or if you're a backslider, you can make, you know, you can mend your relationship with Jesus by saying this prayer after me. Say after me, Lord Jesus, say after me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. I believe you died for me. And on the third day, you rose again. Right now, I make you my Lord and my Savior in Jesus' name. Thank you because I am saved. Thank you because I am now born again in Jesus' name. If you say that prayer, your sins are, are gone. You are a brand new creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So if you say that prayer, you are born again. You are now a child of God. So, from now on, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, from now on, whenever you fall into sin, you make a mistake, you ask God, Lord, I'm sorry, I've sinned against you. Forgive me. The Bible says as soon as you do that, He forgives you and cleanses you from all unrighteousness, including the ones you have not confessed, including the ones you are not aware of. God forgives you and you move on. Hallelujah. So if you keep the door of your heart, your life shut against the devil, the devil will not have an inroad into your body. He will not have any chance to afflict you with sickness and disease. Whenever you sin, you open the door to the devil. When you confess your sin, you shut the door against the devil and cast him out. So you say, Father, forgive me for lying. Forgive me. I receive the forgiveness of my sin now in Jesus' name. Satan, I rebuke you. Take your hands off. I resist you. Go, I shut every door I have opened to you. Hallelujah. That is how to live in dominion over sickness. Hallelujah. Right now, I'm about to pray for you. Lay your hands wherever you are sick right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I call you healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I curse every sickness. I curse every disease. Anyone that is afflicted with coronavirus, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, anyone that is in ICU right now, if you know anyone in ICU, share this message with them or you know, just share it. There is an anointing right now to destroy COVID-19 in the name and all of his variants. Right now, I curse you, spirit of coronavirus, you demon of coronavirus, I curse you now in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off God's heritage. I command you to leave right now and return no more. Leave and return no more. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command cancer. Die right now. Every problem with breathing, every respiratory problem, I command healing right now. Receive healing right now. Every form of paralysis, be healed right now. Every form of blindness, partial blindness, problem with the sight, I speak healing now. I command that I be healed right now. In the name of Jesus, every form of cancer, leukemia, HIV AIDS, whatever has a name, every sickness, from the crown of your head to the source of your feet, I call you healed right now. Receive your healing now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for healing. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.
Amen and amen. Say after me, I have dominion over sicknesses and diseases. Say it three times. I have dominion over sicknesses and diseases. I have dominion over sicknesses and diseases. I have dominion over sicknesses and diseases, including coronavirus. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't forget to get in touch with us. Send us an email. Go to our website, dominioncommission.org. Send us an email at info.org at dominioncommission.org we want to get in touch with you and if you want to give to this ministry um uh, get in touch with us um and uh god is going to bless you as you do that if you want to give feel free to give no amount is too big no amount is too small we need uh we have a lot of things we want to expand uh the scope of our ministry we want to get to radio stations we want to get to uh, tv station we just want to take this message across every available platform so if you want to partner, if you have been, uh, this has been a blessing to you, feel free to give if you want to give. Um, go to our website and uh, send us an email, get in touch with us, we'll show you how to give or just give us a phone call or send us a WhatsApp. Send us an email and we'll be happy to get back to you. We have a lot of books, not a lot, let me not exaggerate, we have five books, I've written five books already, they're all available on our website. And by the grace of God, very soon, the rest of them shall be published. All our materials are absolutely free of charge on the website. Go to our website. You have a lot of materials for your Christian spiritual growth um, and development and messages on our podcast that will build your faith. Don't forget to subscribe to this uh, channel, Have Dominion Podcast. You can listen to it on um, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple podcast you can listen to it on google podcast if you have overcast you can also listen on overcast and other podcast platforms just, just go to google and search for have dominion podcast with samuel odo be blessed don't forget you have dominion in the name of jesus see you in the next episode in the next episode i have another thing to tell you about how to work in dominion over sicknesses and diseases don't forget this is not the end of the message um the next episode is going to be very very powerful and if you have already received your healing i'm going to teach you how to keep your healing in the subsequent episode so don't stop here you're going to learn how to keep your healing because definitely satan will want to bring back the symptoms back to you to your body so i'm going to teach you how to keep your healing how to maintain your healing and how to live in divine health god bless you see you in the next episode in the name of jesus i love you